Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. In some conversation, the more aware we are of the communication, then the more we can seek to understand the other person, the more we can be aware of what is the purpose of this communication? Is, is this person trying to express how they feel or are they just giving me directions or instructions? Tired, weary, frustrated. What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle My guest today is Jem Fuller. Thank you for coming and speaking to us, Jem. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Jay Rosemary. Yes, thank you. Also, usually I ask my guests to introduce themselves because it gives me an insight into who you are and it tell you know, give the warm fuzzies to the audience, I think. So who is Jem Fuller? Who am I? I am fifty years old. I'm a father. I am also a partner again. I became a single parent 50-50. So my teenage boys, their their mum and I, my my ex-wife and I, we share them 50-50. So week on, week off. So uh, that that happened, wow, it's almost nine years ago now. So nine years of this week on, week off. And we're very lucky to have got to a place where we, we get along just fine. So that, that works really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got two boys. One of my older boy just turned 18 two days ago. So he's a young man now mm-hmm. and, and my other boy is turning 16 soon. And my partner, she has a 15 year old girl and a 13 year old boy. So there's a blended situation now, which is yeah. really lovely. I yeah. work as a coach. I coach leaders, men and women across the government and private and not for profit sectors. I also run retreats prior to the pandemic 
We were running international retreats in the Himalaya in India, leadership retreats, also in the jungles of Bali. I was lucky enough to be running a women's retreat in Bali, which was an honor for me as a man to hold space for wonderful, amazing women to, to come on retreat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, uh, and I've just published a book, which is the art of conscious communication for thoughtful men. Mind you, Jay Rosemary, it's women who pick up this book. Men don't tend to go looking for self-help very much, and, but women yeah. are open to expanding into their potential and learning and growing and, and talking about this stuff. So it seems to be women that are picking up the book off the shelf and then giving it to their husbands and saying, you need to read this. <laughs> Take it, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. that's me in a nutshell. Oh, okay. Thank you. There's a lot there too. You mentioned the retreats and you have a book and I think I picked up mindfulness and meditation. Yes. And so let's unpack some of that. First of all, what got you involved in having retreats seems seemingly all over the world. Um, tell yeah. us about that. There's a small village in the Himalayan mountains in Northwest India. And when I was in my 20s, so some time ago, and traveling, I, I came across this village and particularly across this one family who had me stay with them as a guest, and we fell in love, <laughs> the family and me. So they're like my second family now. Mm -hmm. And I, I ended up living with them for quite some time, and we stayed in touch over the years. And the first time I was there, I had this strong feeling that I was going to take people there. And I didn't know what that looked like, but I said to... Papu is the son and he's like my brother. And I said to him, I have this feeling I'm going to bring people here on retreat. And he said, well, if you're going to do that, let's pick up rubbish in the mountains. He's a conservationist mm -hmm. and he wanted to do that. So many years later, with lots of stories in between, I was working now as a coach. I'd started my own coaching practice and I had the idea to run a leadership retreat. So I did. So I, I got together clients and took them over to the Himalayan mountains and we started running a, a leadership retreat there and walking very remotely in the mountains and we picked up rubbish. That was the basic premise <laughs> of it. And since then we've built a school, we sponsor kids through, through high school. We've put in a rubbish education and collection program. Yeah. We've got a beautiful relationship with this village. And then interesting, if, do you mind if I continue a little bit about the Bali? Oh, absolutely. Retreat? Go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. So, this particular retreat in the Himalaya is very adventurous, shall we say. So we're camping. It's very rough. It's not very comfortable mm -hmm. and quite, yeah, very adventurous. And a female client of mine said to me, Jem, I love the idea of this self-development retreat. It sounds amazing, but I don't want to go camping in the snow at 5,000 meters. She said to me, is there any chance you could run this retreat in a five-star resort in Bali? <laughs> And I said, oh, that's actually a really good idea. That, that could work. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, do you know what? I think if you ran a retreat, especially for women, that would be a good niche. That would be a good thing to do. And so I didn't even think about it. I just, I just went, oh, that sounds like a great idea. So I found a really beautiful resort. I still love this place. It's, it's not new and modern. It's old traditional Balinese, but five-star. The attention to detail is immaculate and the grounds are just lovely and they have a spa treatment area and they really treat their guests 
like royalty. And so I put together this idea and, and started running this woman's retreat. And then before I knew it, I'd been running it for seven years and holding wow. space for women. And I think every client, almost every single client that's come on this trip is a, a business owner and a mum, you know, and so there's the, the, some of the themes that were coming through were really quite profound in terms of how much space they hold and how many hats they wear for so many people and really indoctrinated into a culture of just giving and giving and giving to the point of mm -hmm. the biggest step for them was to give back to themselves. To yeah. say, do you know what? I'm worthy of taking some time out and spending some good money on me, not on my husband, not on my staff, not on my children, not on my community, on me, you know, and that, yeah. that's anyway, it became a really beautiful program, which we had to pause through COVID. But next year, I'm really looking forward to running that again. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Bali is one of my bucket list destinations. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully I can connect with your retreat. That would be great. One of our solo moms actually there. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. It's beautiful. The Balinese people yeah. are so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's an amazing thing that you did too, just listening to a woman's point of view and, yeah. you know, pouring into women. That's very nice. Thank you. Oh, wow. All right. So tell us about your book. What it, what is it about? And I know you wrote it for men, but it sounds like something we women need as well. So, yeah, look, it's, I mean, I started writing a book generally about more conscious communication. You know, communication, we take it for granted, but communication is ultimately important for anything mm -hmm. that we want to do. You know, it's, it's communication that enables us to be in relationship with each other. It's communication that enables organizations or businesses to do what they do. You know, we, we can't have an idea and then, and then manifest that idea into reality without being able to communicate the idea. Yes. And, and in our, in the world today, very sadly, uh, you know, you can see people around the world who identify with a, a political idea or identify with some sort of ideology, and they're just shouting at each other across these digital divides. Yes. And, and, you know, so you might have one group of people here and one group of people there, and they're just shouting at each other through mm -hmm. Twitter and Facebook and, you know. And that's upsetting for me because it's not helping us as humans. It's not helping us evolve. It's not helping us solve the biggest problems. Yes. And, you know, the, the global problems we share, pandemics don't discriminate. Yeah. Global warming will not discriminate, you know, and for us to solve these bigger problems, we need to be able to come together and harness the power of diversity mm -hmm. to come up with the biggest best solutions. And that can only happen with communication. So I'm, right. I'm passionate about communication. I started writing about more conscious communication, which means being more aware, you know, when we're more conscious, we're just more aware. So mm -hmm. in, in some conversation, the more aware we are of the communication, then the more we can seek to understand the other person, the more we can be aware of what is the purpose of this communication? Is, is this person trying to express how they feel? Or are they just giving me directions or instructions? Yeah. And then, so when I was writing the book, I had a, a book writing mentor and, and she said to me, Jem, I think you need to pick a, a, an audience. You know, you're writing for everyone. It's too broad. The book won't get picked up off the shelf. You need to pick an audience. And she said, you know who I think needs this book? I think men need this book. <laughs> and I went, okay, all right. So I started to write for men. But as you say, Jay Rosemary, 
women are, are loving the book too. I'm getting feedback now that, that women are loving the book and then giving it to their husbands or, or sons or brothers or, you know, to read. But I think, I'm not sure where you are, but in Australia, culturally, the stereotype and the system of what it is to be a man is outdated. It's antiquated. It, we need to evolve. You know, it doesn't, it's not working anymore. You know, this whole idea where men get indoctrinated in, into a culture, we get told as boys, you know, man up, toughen up, suck it up. Don't cry like a girl. Can you believe we say that to our sons? We say, don't cry like a girl. To me, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Both of my teenage boys cry, by the way, when they, when they feel like crying, they cry. (laughs) But so there's a lot of men who don't feel that they're able to connect with their emotions, let alone express them. They don't feel that they have the tools to hold their fellow men accountable to behaving better, becoming better men. And I'm passionate about this. You know, we've had some high profile male politicians in the last few years behaving completely unacceptably, appallingly towards women. And Mm -hmm. this upsets me. Like I said to you before the show, I'm a massive lover of women. (laughs) I have so much respect for women and especially for mums because without you, none of us are here. But a lot of men don't understand how to do that. So I've written this book to help, hopefully, to help upgrade the quality of, of what it is to be a man and, and that men can tap into their own feminine energy, you know, and come to a more human centric position of leadership you know, and position yes. within community. So yeah, that's what the book's about. Oh, wow. All right. So while you were talking, I was thinking about, and I was listening, I was thinking about the fact that how poorly men and women communicate with each other. Do you think some of that problems that arise in relationships between a man and a woman, especially when one's in intimate relationship has to do with that, you know, that lack of communication from the male perspective. And I'm not trying to blame the man, but because of the way he was raised, follow me, maybe, maybe the conversation, he doesn't want to deal with it because it might make him emotional. And being emotional might make him weak. Do you see where I'm going? So he doesn't want to talk about it. Hundred percent. Don't go there. Right. Yeah. So do you think that can you address that? Yeah, it's I, I think you've really touched on a truth there, you know. And and because vulnerability is a weakness. Yeah. To the to the to the way males are brought up. And you can't show a weakness. Right. And and Hello Solar Moms. Do you want an easy and proven way to experience better mood and less anxiety? Even if you think you're too busy with work and family responsibilities, you owe it to yourself to take care of your mental health. Join my easy five-day gratitude journaling challenge. Studies show that writing down what you're grateful for increases positivity, improve your mood, and help you sleep better. Sleep better, better sleep. Oh my goodness. But that's only the beginning. Give yourself the gift of better mental health. Learn how you can incorporate gratitude journaling into your life without added stress or overwhelm. Click the link below to sign up for this challenge now and get a free 100 page gratitude journal printable just for signing up. Join the challenge today because your mental health 
is too important to ignore. Our emotions, because as we're brought up as young boys, my father used to say to me, don't cry, you know, stiff up a lip. And if I was, I was a very sensitive young boy. I was very feminine, you know, and, and I was made to feel not good enough and ashamed to be who I was naturally. Mm -hmm. you know? And this happens, you can imagine this happens to most young boys. And so, yeah, I think you're exactly right. They get to a point where they're feeling something inside of them and that scares them because they're, they're not supposed to feel that. And that's a vulnerability and a weakness. So they just shut it down. And, and so they either shut it down by being aggressive because that's how they can try and gain some control is through aggression. Or if they're more of a pacifist male, they just kind of blank over, right? They become yeah. an island. Yeah. And then their woman is trying to express herself to them and trying to connect with them and trying to connect and relate on some emotional deeper level. And they become, they just blank over and they sit there going, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And the, and mm -hmm. she's like, where are you? <laughs> you know, I know this yeah. because I did this in my marriage. My, my ex-wife yeah. used to say, you're an island. Where have you gone? And I yeah. didn't know how to, how to do this. I think another reason that there's miscommunication is because men, we're not taught to understand the communication styles of expression and emotion of a woman. We're not taught this. So men, now I'm generalizing, okay? So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of more talking about masculine energy because some men are very feminine and some women are, are very in their masculine, okay? So I'm talking about masculine energy. Masculine energy takes things literally. It says exactly what it means. Feminine yes. energy expresses emotionally. So it's about how am I feeling, not exactly what I'm saying. So a common misunderstanding in relationship is the woman, if she's in her feminine, she might be just in the moment expressing how she's feeling. And she says to him, you never do anything for me. And the, the masculine, the man, he hears that literally. I never do anything mm -hmm. for you, then he gets upset because he thinks I do do things for you. I'm just not doing it right now. He takes it literally. He feels like she doesn't appreciate him. And he says, I never do anything for you. You don't appreciate me. All the things I do for you and you just blah, blah, blah. blah right. So they start yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. What the man doesn't understand is that in that moment, she doesn't mean never. She means right now, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to lean into that, how to become still in his functional masculine, not close off, open up and listen to her and seek to understand what she's really trying to express, mm -hmm. you know, and, and have the courage to lean into that and say, wow, I hear you. I hear how you're feeling right now. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sorry, you know, let me, let me readjust my course in this moment because I love you. And the last thing I want is for you to feel like this. Yeah. But we don't get taught how to do that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh my goodness. I mean, that, that is just profound to me because that brought me to some realization, you know, about our relationships. I mean, a lot of times we, we divorce or, you know, break up because Oh, it's his fault or he didn't do this or he didn't do that. But when we look at it in this context, <laughs> we yeah. realize, oh my gosh, yeah. the, the, the solution to the problem was so simple. And yeah. wow, this, this is just amazing.
Yeah. Yeah. The stuff, the stuff that I've learned and, and more importantly, not just learned, but, but put into practice and created habitually. Wow. If I knew this in my marriage, mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. You know, and our ego gets in the way. Our ego, we all have ego. Um, mm -hmm. Ego is, is really quite strong generally in males, but we all have ego. It's a sense of identity, but the ego is very me centric. So for a male, it's very me centric because it's mm -hmm. about, if you go back in time, it's about, you know, focusing on the hunt, going and hunting and getting the deer and coming, bringing it back to the camp. It's very focused on this one thing and it's very me centric. Whereas for the female, it's more about the community. It's more about us. Yeah. You know, she's more aware of the children and the, and the bigger picture and the feeding everybody and, you know, this mother nurturer, carer. So, so the female, this is, I know I'm generalizing here, but mm -hmm. the female has expanded awareness and the male has foveal vision focused on one thing. Yes. So it's it, these, we don't understand these differences, you know, we're not mm -hmm. taught this in school. And so we come unstuck in our communication, but the book is really, I, I talk about all of this in the book, hoping that, um, that this book will find its way into the hands of, of men. And that they'll read this and they will have some tools to improve yeah for mm. sure and what is the name of the book we'll put the name in the show notes yeah it's the art of conscious communication for thoughtful okay. men all right and yeah. where can we get in touch with you? you can reach out to me through my website gemfuller.com or you can okay. shoot me an email gem at gemfuller.com i'd love it if you watched my tedx talk if you go onto youtube okay. and just search for Jem Fuller, you'll see my TEDx talk. Yeah, I'm super passionate about all of this and, and I'm, I'm very accessible. If anyone has any questions, I mean, you can follow me obviously on Insta and LinkedIn and Facebook at Jem Fuller. But if you, if you're interested in any resources or any of the books that I've read to help me understand this, if, if you would love your husband to, to read some books that will help him evolve in this way, I've got a, a list of books that I can recommend. Just reach out and I'll let you know. Okay, that's great. And you, you'll have information about the retreats as well coming up? Yeah, if you go to retreats <laughs> on the website, you can read all about the retreats there. We, okay. had booked, we had booked to run a retreat in Costa Rica for to open up to the US people. And then COVID came and we had to cancel mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's my next trip. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But it's mm -hmm. interesting, you know, I my partner and I, so we've, I have repartnered and, and I feel very lucky because now I get to experience a relationship being much more conscious than I was before. And my mm -hmm. partner also is on the same level as me. We study this stuff together and we've been running relationship retreats here in Australia for years as well. And we read the books, you know, the, the information about this stuff, we read it to each other and we practice a really loving conscious relationship. We understand each other's love languages. So mm -hmm. that's another important part. I don't know if you've ever come across the love languages. I haven't, um, no. Yeah, so there's a book by an American man, Gary Chapman. Okay. And I it's called it The Five Love Languages. Okay. It's oh, so helpful. It's so okay. helpful. Do we have time for me to talk a little bit about them? Yes, we have time. Okay. As long as you have time. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got time. So... There's five different love languages. This man, Gary Chapman, he's a, he's a minister in the States and he's been a relationship counselor, a marriage counselor for, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. Mm -hmm. And over all of the years of counseling couples, he realized that 
we speak in different love languages. And he identified five different languages that we express our love and we, and we feel loved in. So these five love languages are for, for some people, it's words, words of affirmation. So if, if someone has their top love language in words, they'll tell you all the time, I love you. You're so beautiful. You're amazing. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for everything that you do. I appreciate you. You're gorgeous. They put it in words or they'll write you a, a long card or they'll write you a poem or something, right? Yeah. Then some people, their love language is acts of service. So to them, words are cheap. They say, yeah, yeah, you say you love me, whatever, that's cheap. Show me you love me, Show they me. say. Yeah. Do something for me. You never do anything for me. You come home, you tell me you love me, but you don't help around the house, say, right? So that's acts of service. And remember that these love languages are the way that we express love to someone, but also it's the way we, we receive love as well. So the third love language is gifts. For some people, it's they'll, they'll get you a gift and it's not about the money. It's the thought that counts. So every time they come to your house, they come with something for you, or they might come home with a bunch of flowers or something like that. Then there's physical touch. So this is not about sex. This is just about touch, you know, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, you know, the touchy feely people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the fifth love language is quality time. So for these people, it's not about quantity of time. It's about quality time. When you're with me, let's really be together. You yeah. know, no distractions, turn your phone off. That's a love language for them. So when you're speaking in different love languages, you feel unloved if you're missing each other. This is another communication piece. So mm -hmm. in my marriage, my top two love languages are words and physical touch. So I would tell my wife every day that I loved her, but she still didn't feel loved. And I, I was going crazy. I'm like, how can you not feel loved? I tell you every day, I love you. Right. But that was not her language. Her language was acts of service and I didn't do the right things for her. So she didn't feel loved, but mine was words and touch. And because she wouldn't hug me enough in my expectation of mm -hmm. it. I felt like she didn't love me. And because she right. didn't tell me every day, I felt like she didn't love me. She did love me. She was just speaking a different language, right? So we missed each yeah. other. But now that I understand this, my current partner, her top love language is acts of service as well. If she wants me to feel loved, she will do something for me. She'll cook me a beautiful meal or she'll prepare a, 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 a nice candle it sit down situation or she'll go and do something for me now that i know that's her love language if i want her to feel loved i just look around for something that i can do for her so i'll do something for her as an act of service and now it's funny jay rosemary the 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 things in the past that were a chore so if i wanted to go and vacuum her house we still have we still have two houses if i was to vacuum her house in the past. That was a chore. It was like oh, vacuuming, you know, but now it's an act of love. It's me okay. saying to her, I love you. So as I'm vacuuming the house, it's enjoyable because I'm doing it consciously to say to her, I love you. So yeah. it's, I love you. I love you. I love you. As I'm vacuuming <laughs> the house, right? it becomes a different thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. now that we, and, and she knows that she knows that words is a love language of mine and my, my partner, she would say to me in the past, words are cheap. Doesn't cost it that, you know, but now because she knows it's my love language, she will come and stand in front of me 
and look me in the eyes and put it into words, not because that's her way of expressing love, because it's my way of receiving love. And she'll yeah. look at me and say, Jem, I love you. You're amazing. You're beautiful. Everything you do for us. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. She'll put it all into words. And even when I know that she's doing it as a love language, it still works. <laughs> I still yeah. feel loved, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so you know anyway, she means it. Yeah. I know she means it. And I know that yeah. she's learning to speak my language. You know, it's like That's learning amazing. to speak another language. You put the effort in and the person, the person listening to you is like, wow, your French is really bad, but you're trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't know what this conversation was going to be about because of, you know, you have a varied background and I am so glad that we connected and that you came to talk to us today because this kind of communication is such a big thing, but I don't think we, we look at it the way it should be looked at. You know, we talk yeah. about men are from Mars and women from Venus, but what does that all mean? This is what it means, right? So yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah I appreciate this is what you. it means. Yeah. I'm really yeah. glad that, that you had me on your show because when I came across your podcast and I was reading about it, I went, wow, that's a really important podcast, you know, and Thanks. and I, I would love to come and talk with you, communicate with you. And <laughs> I was hoping because some, some podcast hosts who would have this show would say, no, I'm not talking to a man or I'm not talking to you. And, and I think we need to break down these walls. You know, we need to come together and we're all human and we can always be learning from each other. Yeah. Yes, true. And I mean, this podcast is not about me. If I'm serving my audience, I, you know, my personal preference does not matter. Right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. And yeah, here it is. You're serving me, even though, you know, you might yeah. not look like it, but you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so what beautiful. is Jem grateful for today? Well, in this moment right now, I'm really grateful to have met you. And I'm really grateful to be on your show in this moment. Yeah. Outside of this moment, there's so much to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that we have food in the pantry. I'm grateful for my children and their health. I'm grateful. My, my mother lives with us. Um, she's a bit older and she's immunocompromised. So it's been, we've been looking after her through the pandemic and, uh, and she lives with us and I'm very grateful for her health. I'm very grateful yes. she can be close. I'm grateful for my beautiful, amazing woman. She's really, I know I'm biased because I'm in love with her. But I think <laughs> she's really divine. You're she allowed really to is. be. <laughs> yeah, and she runs her own business. She works with young mums. So she works in the, in the birthing space. She's a doula and Pilates instructor, and she looks after pre and postnatal mums. And she has children of her own. So she runs her own business and she's a single mum. She's one of these superhero women that I am, you know, in, in much awe of. So I'm very grateful for her. And Jay Rosemary, I'm also very grateful that I've been able to continue to work through lockdowns. Here in mm -hmm. Victoria, in Australia, we've had the longest lockdowns in the world. Two years of, of being locked down pretty much. Mm -hmm. Starting to come out again now. But very, very lucky for me, I could take all of my work online so I could keep earning money. So I'm very grateful for that. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing. And absolutely. Yeah. Wow. This is so fun. Now, yeah. um, before I let you go, give a solo mom one piece of advice. When you get frustrated with the next man, 
that you're hanging out with, if you ever do, when you get frustrated with him, try and take a breath and remember that he doesn't know any better yet and he loves you the best way he knows how um, and that we were all indoctrinated into the culture that we were indoctrinated into. But also that there are there are men out there who are really wanting to become more conscious and more aware, who want to become better men. And yeah, hopefully hopefully one of those will be attracted to you and, and you will bump into each other and, and he will want to serve you and honour your your goddess. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you very much, Jem Fuller, for coming and talking to us today. I appreciate you. Yeah, and I appreciate you and thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. Hello, solar moms. Do you want an easy and proven way to experience better mood and less anxiety? Even if you think you're too busy with work and family responsibilities, you owe it to yourself to take care of your mental health. Join my easy five-day gratitude journaling challenge. Studies show that writing down what you're grateful for increase positivity improve your mood and help you sleep better sleep better better sleep oh my goodness but that's only the beginning give yourself the gift of better mental health learn how you can incorporate gratitude journaling into your life without added stress or overwhelm click the link below to sign up for this challenge now and get a free 100 page gratitude journal printable just for signing up. Join the challenge today because your mental health is too important to ignore. Hello, solar moms. As a solar mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemary.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't parent in silence so take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.